morning to the book of Judges, chapter 2. To the book of Judges, chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Judges, chapter 2, beginning in verse 1 right here. Right there. Judges 2. I'm going to preach a message. What the Lord would ask Israel, why have you done this? He asked them because they were making a league with the Canaanites. Something they should not have done. How many know this morning, church, God tells us we don't make a pact with the world. I don't need the world. Amen? Did you hear me? I don't need the world. Did you hear me? I got Christ. Amen? But yet people are making league with the world system, the gods of this world, trying to run with the things of this world. And I believe the Lord's asking that same question. Why in the world, why are you doing this? In Judges 2, beginning in verse 1, And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum and said, I have made you to go out uh, of Egypt and brought you unto the land which I swear unto your fathers uh, and said, I will never break my covenant with you. And you shall make no league with the inhabitants of the land. You shall throw down their altars, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Wherefore I have said, also said, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall be as thorns in your sides, and their God shall be a snare unto you. And it came to pass when the, when the angel of the Lord spake these words unto the children of Israel that the people lifted up their voice and wept, and they called the name of that place Bochum. And they sacrificed there unto the Lord. And when Joshua had let the people go, the children of Israel went went every man unto his inheritance to possess the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of the inheritance of Timothy Hears in the Mount of Ephraim on the north side of the hill north side of the hill Gash. And let's read verse 10, the next generation. And also, and also the, all that generation were gathered unto the fathers. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. But the heart of my message is when the, when the Lord asked that question, why have you done this? What he told them, to do, told them not to do, they go around and do it anyway. I seen a shirt the other day in Walmart, and it, it kind of inspired this message a little bit. Uh, it said, well, all right, you're right. We'll do this the dumbest way possible. Hello, the Bible calls us sheep. Amen? And sheep are, the, are dumb animals. I'm not telling you the truth. It's a fact. We do things contrary to the Word of God. That ain't the brightest thing in the world right there. Amen? This is a, Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight, this morning, Lord, and we lift you up, dear God. Uh, and we praise you, dear Lord, and we ask you, God, to just touch, dear God, Lord, and move in a mighty way, Father, Lord. Uh, today, we ask for your divine anointing, dear God, and we ask for your touch, dear God. Uh, Lord, I pray for your anointing in here this morning, Lord. Uh, anoint me to speak your word, dear Lord. Uh, anoint me, dear God, to bring forth that word that you have me to give this morning, Lord. Uh, and anoint the congregation to hear this 
word. Uh, we ask you, Lord, to move in here in a mighty way, dear God. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity, and we give you the glory, dear God, and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Uh, ain't you glad to be in the Lord's house this morning, amen? Ain't you anybody awake in here to serve Christ this morning? Uh, I'm telling you today, uh, it's time to get woke up, and let's get serving Jesus this morning. Uh, in the book of 1 Samuel 17, we read the story of David and Goliath uh, and how before David went to face Goliath, Saul had armed David with his armor. But David pulled the armor of Saul off and said, I cannot go with these for I have not proven them. Yet today, many believers are going to putting on that armor of Saul. Many believers today are trying to make a league with the world. Uh, many believers are trying to put on things to give them victory when only victory will come through the work of the cross of Jesus Christ this morning. Uh, and I'm looking right here in the book of Judges uh, and it gives me a question, the question right here that was asked uh, by the Lord. Uh, why have you done these things? Uh, why have you intermingled with the Canaanites? Uh, why have you run after all of these things that I told you not to? Before we get on the move in here. Uh, the question is for everyone in here. Uh, how many in here have been in the same place? Uh, you went to a place where God has not told you not to go. Amen? How many sought answers from the world instead of seeking answers from God? Uh, how many placed their faith in the faith of men uh, more than in the faith of God? Amen? How many is looking towards their answers uh, from the world this morning uh, instead of looking towards God? Uh, I believe the Lord's at saying this morning why in the world have you done this? Why in the world are you doing this? Why ain't you looking to me? Why ain't you doing what I've told you to do, but yet you're doing the exact opposite that I've told you to do? You see, this was what was going on with Israel right here in the book of Judges. God had told them not to intermingle with the Canaanites, but that's exactly what they were doing right here. And all of a sudden, God would begin to send a message and that message with Israel was the one like this he said I was the one who made them come out of Egypt, go out of Egypt and unto the land which I swore unto your fathers can I tell you what God was telling Israel he said I was the one that brought your people out of Egypt I was the one who brought the plagues in there I was the one who opened the Red Sea and parted the Red Sea I was was the one who dried the ground uh, that your people walked on. Uh, I was the one uh, that brought you through this wilderness. Uh, I was the one that rained down manna from above. Uh, I was the one that provided you water. Uh, I was the one that kept your sandals from wearing out. Uh, I was the one that brought you through there. Uh, God was reminding them uh, of all the good things that he had done. Uh, God was reminding them uh, of the miracles that had took place uh, in their life. God was reminding them that you didn't come out by your own ability. You didn't come out by your own power. You didn't come out by your own accord. But when you come out of Egypt, you came out on your own. Anybody know that you didn't come out on your own? But it was my hand that brought you out of there. It was my miracle working power. It was my right hand of power that brought you out of Egypt. I'm the 
one that slayed Pharaoh's armies. I'm the one that brought all those plagues. God was reminding them that very moment that they didn't do it, but it was him that brought it. Can I come by and tell you this morning, the reason that you're blessed this morning is because of God. Amen? The reason that you're sitting here this morning is because of God. The reason that disease, that problem didn't take you was because of God this morning. Anybody know what I'm saying? What are you saying? What I'm telling you, I come by to remind you that everything you got come by the hand of God this morning. Amen? Everything that comes our way comes by the hand of God this morning. Well, somebody said, I worked and I provided for it, but let me remind you who's kept you on the job. Let me remind you who's give you favor. Let me remind you who's give you the ability to do that job. Let me remind you who's kept you from that job from being closed and you being in the layoff line. It was the very hand of God himself. Anybody need a reminder that all the things that come their way didn't just come from you, but it came from God. Every blessing that we receive come from the hand of God. Every healing that we take place comes from the hand of God. Somebody would say, well, the doctor operated on me. Well, God uses it that far, but can I tell you, your body has to heal on its own. And it's God that's doing that healing right there. Did you hear what I'm saying? What are you getting at? I've come by to remind you. You don't have to seek the world this morning. I've come by to tell you, you don't have to be in league with the things of this world because I've come by to remind you that God is the one who's brought you here. Did you hear what I'm telling you this morning? My faith is not in the lottery. My faith is in the provisions of God this morning. Amen? I'm telling you, my faith is not in the things of this world. But every blessing that I've got has come from the hand of God. Just like what God was telling Israel right here. The reason you come out of Egypt was because of me. The reason you come out and you're right where you are right now is because of me. Can I tell you the reason this preacher is in here this morning in Houstontown, Pennsylvania from North Carolina was because of the hand of God. Did you hear what I'm telling you? The reason you're standing here this morning is because the hand of God. Amen? The reason you got a roof over your head and food on your table is because of the hand of God. What are you coming by to tell us? I've come by to remind you that everything that comes our way, the good gifts come from God. The good gifts come from God this morning. I'm telling you, you need to wake up and smell the roses that the reason you're here is because of God this morning. Remember James 1 and 17. Every good gift and perfect gift come from above. You see, remember, it's God who gives you the ability. It's God who gives you the favor. It's God who pours blessings out. God reminds them. He goes on right there, and he begins to remind them about the covenant that he had with them. It was God. It said, God said, I never break the covenant. But let me tell you, how many know God don't break covenant this morning? But man breaks covenant and repeatedly, by the way, with them. But let me tell you, it was Israel right here who was breaking the covenant. It was Israel. 
Israel who was doing things that was that God had already told them not to do. I think it's we need to remember this morning that we don't have to run and make a league with the world this morning. Did you hear me? Some of you need to get that. I don't have to come and league with the world this morning. I don't have to come into a pack this morning. I want to remind you the covenant of God is true this morning. I want to remind you that God is faithful this morning. I want to remind you you don't have to run to the world to find your answers this morning. I want to remind you you don't have to run to the world to look for redemption this morning. I want to remind you you can't run to the world and find the answers for your troubles and sorrows. But I want to remind you that we've got a covenant with God this morning. And I'm going to tell you the covenant of God still stands this day. Anybody got a Bible this morning? Here's your covenant. It's his will. Amen. Get in that Bible. I'm telling you this day. How many know he's the Lord that says I will heal thee? How many know he says, you know, Jesus himself said, take no thought of tomorrow. He said, don't, he, can I tell you? He said, as believers in the covenant, we don't even have to pray for where our next meal comes from because it's already there in there. Do you, anybody know what I'm saying? He's already said, if I clothe, he said, he'd clothe us. If he clothed the grass, he'd clothe us. He said, if the father has his eyes on the sparrow and it falls, how much more is his eyes upon us this morning what are you getting I'm reminding you that God's got a covenant in fact you can read in the New Testament God said I'll supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory now he didn't say once he said I'll supply all of your needs did you hear me somebody needs to say he said I'll supply all of my needs this morning he'll take care of all of my needs this morning I want to remind you the covenant of God is still in effect. I want to remind you what he said is what he meant. If he told you he would heal you this morning, can I tell you, take it there and get say you got that healing. Amen. How many know we were everything that we had need of was done over 2,000 years ago? He said, I'll provide for you. He said, I will heal you. I will lead you. I will guide you. I will take care of you. He said, well, I'm telling you, but people don't want to see that. They think God has broken covenant. God has not broken his covenant with you. God's right there, right on time. His covenant is still the same. What he said, he meant, and he meant what he said. But yet we want to run to everything else. Let me remind you about the covenant of God for just a few minutes. In Psalms 119 and verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Think about it. Settled means it's intact. It's not going to change. It's moved. It's been settled in the courtrooms of God. In fact, Jesus told us in Matthew 24 and 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words, that word words, shall never pass away. What he was saying there, He said, it's going to stand. My words are going to stand. Can I tell you, his word still stands today. Amen? Some of you need to be reminded of the covenant. Some of you need to be reminded that the word of God is still true. Some of you need to be reminded 
that God, when he told you he would take care of it, he's got it took care of. Amen. When God said he would make a way, he would make a way. When God said he would provide a way, he would provide a way. We miss the mark. We miss it. We, we just, it's a shame when people will believe what's in the newspaper more than they will in the Word of God. Amen. It's a shame when people will turn on the news stations and believe what they got to say more than what the Word of God's got to say. Amen. Amen. What are you getting at, preacher? I'm telling you, it's time we remember what the Word of God says. It's time that we remember His covenant. See, God was reminding Israel, I've not broke my covenant. God was reminding them, I keep my covenant. What I said is what I meant, and I meant what I said. But it was you, Israel, who broke the covenant. It was you who done what I told you not to do. Why do you think God said, why have you done this? Anybody ever looked at somebody? I guarantee you probably looked at me a couple times. Why in the world have you done this? Hello, anybody? I guarantee you, Justin's probably had that answer to him too. Why have you done this? I know I have. Every one of us in here has. Sometimes as a preacher, you can look at people and think the same thing. Why in the world are you doing that? When God says to do it this way. Amen. I believe God answers every one of us that question. Why in the world have you done this? You get, get in yourself in a mess, I'll put my own shoes in a mess. These times I've got when I was a child, and, it, and even today sometimes, I can get put my feet in my mouth or I can do something I wasn't supposed to do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You done something they, you ain't supposed to do. You know what it says. Oh, but you, but yeah, you didn't think you'd get caught. You'd go ahead and do it anyway. And your parent would look at you. Parents would look at you and say, what in the world have you done? What in the world have you done? You've just done exactly what I told you not to do. Hello. Hello. Why in the, God was asking Israel, why in the world are you doing this? Why in the world are you mingling with these Canaanites when I told you to stay separate from them? When I told you not to mix, God was going to drive them out. Uh-uh, not now. But listen, they were doing exactly what God had told them not to do right here. That's the reason the message came. Why in the world are you doing this? I wonder how many he's saying that to today. Why in the world are you doing exactly what I told you not to do? Every time we go contrary to the Word of God, I guarantee you he's saying, why in the world are you doing this that I told you not to do? Amen? I guarantee God looks upon some of us sometimes and thinks, what in the world are you trying to do? There's an old saying, you can do it the easy way or you can do it the hard way. Most of us want to do it the hard way. Amen? Most of us try to do it in ourselves when we can't do it in ourselves. Can I tell you, it's a whole lot easier to let God handle it than to let us try to handle it. Amen? 
How many times God told us, put it in my hands and I'll take care of it? How many times has God told us, just trust him? How many times God said, you don't have to run to the world. You got me by your side. And that's all you need this morning. Amen. I can't think of nobody better to be by my side than the Lord. Amen. I can't think of nobody better fighting my battle for me than the Lord. And when I need a healing, I can't think of a better doctor than Dr. Jesus. Amen? When I need a provision, I can't think of a better banker than Dr. Jesus, than the banker Jesus this morning. Amen? When I need a touch, I can't think of no one better to touch me than the Lord. When I need a fight, when I'm in a battle, I can't think of no one fighting my battle better than the Lord Jesus Christ. The question is, why do we run to everything else? Why do we do these things? Why have we done these things? Why have we made league? Doing exactly. They were told, doing what they were told not to do. Amen. What does the Bible tell us? How many know the Bible tells us not to make league with the world? Amen. 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 I'm going to just tell you, a church should not look like the world. Hello. I'm going to tell you, I don't believe in the flashing lights, in the dark rooms, in the rock and rolls in the house of God. Amen. Anybody with me? I believe a church ought to look like a church. I ought to be, be in the light. I never figured that out. I believe it was Donnie Swagger that said this, and I like it. Why in the world does the church want to be in the darkness when he's called us in the light? Amen. If you need flashing lights to get you hyped up for Jesus, something's wrong with you. Amen. Hello. If you need strobing lights and smoke machines to get the Holy Ghost to go and you ain't got the Holy Ghost. I don't need those things to get the Holy Ghost. You see, God's put lightning arms on me, lightning rods on me. Put them hands up and he'll start coming down. Amen? I'm telling you, I don't need these things. I, God's put a trumpet on me to sing praises to him. Amen? But yet we want to make league with the world. Well, this is the part. Why, why are you doing those things that God has told you not to do? Well, preacher, in Judges was the Old Testament. Well, let me tell you, the Old Testament is just the New Testament concealed. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Amen? Amen? The same principles found in the New Testament. Oh, where's it at? Well, I'll tell you exactly where it's at. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 17. He says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he who believes with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God had said, I will dwell in them, and I will walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Then he said this, and I will receive you. 
You want some more scripture? Paul even wrote, when he wrote in 1 Corinthians 10 and 21, you know what Paul wrote right there? He said, you, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, by the way, you cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. There you go. Jesus said no man can serve two masters. Amen. There you go. There's your New Testament same principle. God has told us to not make league with the world. Amen. The church don't need the world. I'm going to go ahead and quote this. Some people say, oh, we need to, we need to, enter, we need to be like the world. Can I tell you when the church mingles with the world, the world don't become more churchier. The church becomes more worldlier. Did you get that? When the people, when the church starts mingling with the world and trying to be like them, the world don't change. It don't become more churchier. Instead, the church will become more worldlier. You look at it. Amen. I know we're not isolated, but he said we ought to be separated. Amen. Amen. They ought to be a difference. What God is saying is, I believe he's saying, why in the world have you done this? We got an initiative going on in the church of God right now. 40 days praying for Pentecost. And I thought to myself, Son, I'm going to just say this. I'm going to hear it. I'm going to get it right now. Some of them need to remove the world out of it. You can pray all day for Pentecost. But until you get your heart right and quit looking like the world, Pentecost ain't coming. Amen. Amen. Some of them need to get a good dose of Calvary before they can get the Pentecost. Hello. I'm, uh, hello. I'm all good for praying for it, but I know some of them. Oh, I could, I could go a long way on this one. Bad Jimmy. Just because they got Pentecost on the door don't mean they're Pentecost inside. Amen. 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 More like a funeral home. Hello, I'm telling you the truth. Just because they got Church of God, Assembly of God, Pentecost, or holiness on the door, or any other, don't make them Pentecost. Amen. Amen. I've walked into some churches that don't have that Pentecostal name and have more Pentecost than some that have the name. Amen. I'm telling you, you want Pentecost. We've got to quit making a league with the world. We want to move a God. We've got to quit making a league with the world. I believe God's asking the church, why in the world are you doing this? Why in the world are you doing this? Why in the world are you trying to make league with the things I told you to come out from among? Amen. You can't walk hand in hand with the devil and walk hand in hand with the Lord at the same time. Anybody know what I'm talking about right there? People try to do it. People try to walk hand in hand with the devil. Oh, here's how it usually goes. During the week, they're walking hand in hand with the de devil. You know, on Sunday, they're walking hand in hand with the Lord. I'm telling you, you need to get out from among the world. You see, I'm not going to walk hand in hand with the devil. Amen. I don't need the world systems. I got Christ. 
He's all I need this morning. But I believe God's asking us, why in the world are we doing those things that he told us not to do? I heard people say, well, he ain't told me to do it in a while. But how many knows if he told you to do it once, he ain't changed his mind? Amen? He told you to lay something down. You need to lay it down. Amen? Amen? I believe he's saying, why in the world are you doing this? Some of you need to quit making league with the devil. See, Israel, right here in Judges, they knew what they weren't supposed to do. But they've done it anyway. Amen? God said, I don't want you to get there. I'll get there here in a minute. But you're going to create a bigger mess for yourself trying to do that than you ever thought of. The world will create in you a mess. But God, I'm telling you this morning, the Lord's asking, why in the world? Why are you doing this? You don't need the world. You got him. Amen? 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 I, I got him. Amen? I got more than all the world's got together. Did you hear me? I got more than Fort Knox. My, God, my father owns the cattle on the hill. Amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? He can put a steak on my table. The nice, juiciest steak I've ever seen before. Amen? And the biggest glass of Mountain Dew you can ever find. <laughs> Amen? I'm telling you what God can do. I'm telling you. When we seek God... He'll take care of us. I believe that. Here's the key to getting blessings. Holy Ghost should be this. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That word diligently is what we miss. Most people say, if I seek him, he'll reward me. No, if you seek him diligently, we leave that word diligently out there. Constantly, without everything that we got, then he said, he will reward us. You see, I found out a long time ago that God will take care of every need that I have. It just amazes me. I've watched him do things in my life. Most people would say, won't you run to somebody and do the, get this. When I was down in North Carolina pastoring, it just amazed me. I'm going to preach a little bit. Why I was in his wheel down there. Why he wanted me there. Yes, I was in a church that struggled, but I also seen the hand of God come through right on time. I seen in one revival when, we, when, I, when the Lord told me specifically, he said, have a revival, and here's the speakers that I want. I said, Lord, we're in the, almost in the reds. If we have a revival, how are we going to take care? He said, just do it. He said, do it. I'll take care of that. And it was during that revival, let me tell you, I'm telling you what happened one night in the revival. I got the, the Lord paid the church off. The Lord put gravel in the church. Hello. The Lord fixed the septic tank. The Lord had the bills paid for a whole winter. He had another church on the district that was larger and could to send the church $300 a month during the winter, not including some of the extra offerings that come in. And not along with that, 
we got the driveway paved because when you was in that church in that driveway, let me tell you, you would have to look when it was muddy or it was rocky down there in the mountains of North Carolina, it was a mess. You'd have to get a running start to, to get up the driveway, even on dry days. And when the driveway needed to be paved, it needed to be concrete, and we couldn't do it. And one night God sent a man alone and said, I'm going, we got a group up and we're going to pay for concrete to come into this church. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, in about a year later, when we was out of gas in one of the coldest winters I've seen in western North Carolina, the gas was out, and, and, one, and mo the church I pastored was a family, and one of their members, their mother, had fallen and was going in for operation, and I didn't think, what was the use to open up? But the Lord said, you go down and open up, have your Bible, and I'm telling you, one person showed up that Sunday, but that one person showed up with over $2,800 cash. What are you getting at, preacher? I'm telling you, the hand of the Lord is not shortened. I don't need the world because God can move for, he'll move for me. He'll provide it for me. It was like that constantly down there until the water, until the brook dried up. And it was time for me to move on to Houston Town, Pennsylvania. I'm going to preach that tonight when the brook dries up. I'm telling you, there ain't no need to stick around where the brook ain't driving up, where the brook's dried up. It's time to find a new brook. But what are you getting at? I'm telling you, people run after the world. And God said, why in the world are you doing this? Don't you know I said I'd take care of you? Don't you know I said I'd provide for you? Don't you know he said I'll do whatever he has to for his people? How many know he's going to do what he will for his children? He ain't going to give you just a little bit. He's going to give you the best. How many know he goes exceedingly and abundantly more than we ever ask him? Amen. Amen. Somebody needs to think about it. Why in the world am I making league with this world? Why I got God for me? Hello? Think about it. Maybe the Lord's asking, why in the world are you doing this? I told you earlier, he refers to us as sheep, don't he? How many of those sheep ain't the brightest things around? Hello. Every one of us are sheep. I believe he's asking, why in the world are you doing this? We do things the way we shouldn't be doing it. We do things we shouldn't be doing sometimes. One of those things is making league with this world. God said, why in the world are you doing that? Why in the world are you doing that? Think, why in the world do we try to make league with the, with the world? Do we think we'll get better results? Hello. Hello. Do we think the world's going to treat us better than Christ himself? Do we think what do we think? We think we'll find our answer in the world. How many know if you seek the world, it's just going to add more problems to you? Anybody believe that this morning? You look to the world for your answers, and let me tell you, instead of Christ, you're going to find more problems than you get. We ain't supposed to intermingle with the heathen. 
What are you getting at? You, they were not supposed to intermingle with the Canaanites. Why? The Canaanites had idols. The Canaanites, really, if you're not serving the Lord, these idols are nothing more than nothing more than the worship of Satan. Amen? Well, are we any better ourselves? Some would dash amen and say, yes, I know we shouldn't bow down to Buddhists, but what about our ball games? Amen? Amen? What about our he so-called heroes in Hollywood? Lord, have mercy if you got a hero out there. Amen? I call it Holly Weird. What about that? It's the same thing. Look about it, what, people, what Isaiah said. What did the Lord think about seeking the world instead of him? Isaiah 31, verses 1 through 3. What unto them who go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and, and horsemen because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. Yet he is also in wise and will bring evil and will not call back his words, but will arise against the house of the evildoers, against the help of them who work iniquity. Now the Egyptians are men, not God, and their horses flesh, not spirit. And the Lord shall stretch out his hand. They, he who helps shall fall, and he who is helped shall fall down, and they all shall fall together. What he was saying is, he'll bring them both now. Can I tell you something? The Egyptians had nothing but the arm of flesh with them. Judah had the power of the Spirit if they would only use it. How many know the world just got the arm of flesh, but the church has got the power of the Spirit? Amen. Why have you? Why do we have to run to the system of this world? Why do we have to run to Egypt when God says, I, "You got the power of the Spirit." Amen. Why do we have to look to the things of this world and think Egypt's our help? Egypt was a representative of the world, by the way. Why do we have to run that way when we got Him with us and we've got the Spirit of God with us? Think about it. I don't know about you. But I can't think of nobody's hands rather I'd be, be in than the hands of God. I got a question. Why in the world are you doing this? Get in the hands of God. He'll bring the right people in people's life. Amen. 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 Get in the hands of God. He'll bring your miracle along. Put it in the hands of God and look towards Him. He'll touch you. He'll direct your steps along the way. Why in the world are we doing all this other running to the world? What God told us not to and running to Egypt when He's saying, You've got the power of your spirit of the Spirit at your disposal. Think about it. I'm going to tell you something. People run to everything but God. They seek everything but God. Hello, hello. Think about Sarah and Abraham. God told him he was going to have a son. Isaac was the promise, but they tried to jump ahead of God. 
And what, who was the result of it? Ishmael. And that was the beginning of Islam. Because they run, tried to do it their way instead of God's way. I tell people, you, you don't need the things. You don't need to run to the world to look for your answers. You just need to get on your knees before God. Amen. 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 Because let me tell you, I'm hurrying. This is my last point right here. God told them. He said the gods of the Canaanites, these idols, they'll be thorns to you and they'll be snares unto you. Here was the warning. If you're intermingling with them, these things of the world ain't going to be nothing but snares and traps. They will bring you down. Amen. 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 I remember years ago I told somebody. I said, somebody told me one time, but I can win them to the Lord. I said, no, you won't. I know you, you're supposed to be in the house of God, and you want to get involved with somebody that's living in the world. Can I tell you the influence? You ain't going to have the influence on them. They're going to have the influence on you. I've seen that more than one time or another. Amen. Amen. I want to surround myself with people that's going to build me up. Amen. I want to surround myself with people that's going to encourage me in the Lord. Amen. I don't need the world. I got God. Amen. Amen. Snares. God, the, the world system will bring snares to bring you down. Just because something looks so pleasant and green from the outside don't mean it ain't racing towards the judgment of God on the inside. How many know Sodom looked green on the outside? Yeah. It did, didn't it? But on the inside of Sodom was filth, was pollution, was ungodliness, was perversion. You name it, it was going on in there. Can I tell you there was one thing that was missing inside of that city? There was no altar in Sodom. The altar was always outside of Sodom. It was Abraham's intercession that brought Lot out of it. You don't have a record of Lot having, it, having an altar inside of Sodom. Amen? See, Lot, old Lot grew a little comfortable in there. I believe that. Because they, they grow comfortable. But it was a snare. Remember what I preached to you Wednesday night? That snare can lure you to sleep. Thorns. Anybody ever got, got into a thorn bush? They don't feel good. How many know thorns are going to stab you and they're going to cut you? They're going to do everything. They're going to cause you some pain. Something, that li a little bitty thorn like that can cause you to ache all over. Amen. But he, that's what the Lord told him. He said, these idols will be nothing more than snares and thorns to you. What he was saying, they'll bring you down. They'll cut you. And I want you to know that this morning, that the snare, the same things today, the system of this world, the God of this world, 
is a snare and a thorn, and it will cut you and bring you down. Amen? It will lure you away from the principle. Sister Marcy, get ready to come. They will be your ruin. That's what he was getting at. Thorns or snare are in the way, are in the ways of those who walk contrary to the word of God. Listen to what happened right here. She gets ready to play. And the people served the Lord all the days. And all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua who has seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. What they had, they begin to weep in verse 4. Local means weep them. They heard this message. Right there it said they served him all the days. But it wasn't long. It was not long till the cycle would repeat itself again. Israel, in the book of Judges, you can speak this throughout all Israel. They had this thing. They would, they would be right. They would, they would sin. Judgment would come. And repentance would happen. It was the cycle of Israel. It formed a little circle. It would just go around in a circle. If you're able, let's stand this morning. I'm telling you, you it, God would bring them out. They would go back into it. Same thing would happen. I'm telling you this morning, God's saying it's time to get back here. It's time to get back unto the Lord this morning. Why have you done this? Quit running to the world. God's saying run to me this morning. The Lord's saying run to me this morning. How many would say I need to run to the Lord this morning? How many would say I need to run to God this morning? There's some people in here, you've run to the things of the world, but God's saying run to me this morning. Is there others that would say, run to me? Who would in here? There's some in here that say, I need to run to the Lord. I need to quit running to everything else and everyone else, and I need to run to God this morning. Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CHAMPION, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.